to the weekly view with Sean and Ciroc. I am Sean the King of Tourist Senior, and of course, I am joined with... It's your boy Ciroc, the mic as usual. And today, uh, before, you, you, before you start yelling in my ear, because you got to change, you got to adjust that volume, I'm messing with you, buddy. But today, we got a special <laughs> guest, um, friend of mine, Forrest. Forrest, I was trying to pronounce your, your last name. It's Detweiler. Am I, is that correct? And I think you froze. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, man. That's okay. All right, He'll so, be back in a second. Yeah, I know. A little, tec- <laughs> little technical difficulty. It's funny, though, because it froze like as he's smiling, and then he's probably like, what the hell just happened? But that's <laughs> right. okay. Like, we'll, I mean, we'll he froze get... at a good, a good spot. Yeah, yeah. At a great spot, could... right? <laughs> he froze at one of those like to-be-continued spots. Like if, when you watch like, yeah. a TV series, something's about to happen. Next week that, on that, The Weekly Review. from that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. We'll work on getting Forrest back back in here, but the It'll show must go on. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just happy that you know that the barbershop opened. I'm just happy things are opening up. But you know, when do you think mm. we'll get to the point where some where people are just gonna be like, you know what? Forget this. We're going out. Like it gotta be. What's what is the threshold? I think they're getting to that point. Okay. What do you think? Another week? Another month? I think they're getting to that point. Honestly. Okay, Honestly, so I think they are. So scenario, say if, you know, cases skyrocket, everybody getting sick again or, you know, re-sick or, or whatever. And the governor and Trump is like, all right, everyone quarantining for an entire year. Nobody going outside. Stay at home is in order until 2021. How much, you know, Oof. how much how much money? Oof. Say if there was like a, a monetary value, how much money would you agree to? If you had to stay in for a year straight and not like a prison, I, I know you say, well, prisoners do it for free. Well, they disregard them. Yeah. But for a regular so year home, straight to where like stay what dollar amount could somebody offer you to where you'd be like, yeah, I guess I can quarantine for a year. Can't go outside. I mean, you can Uber Eats. That's about it. Two and a half mil. What? I don't have two and a half Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you did two, two and a half bill. Yeah, damn, you have a hard hour. bargain, man. I, I mean, oh yeah, I'm not I'm trying not to stay on low. Listen, I'm not trying to say I'm cheap, but <laughs> I just don't think <laughs> I just don't think that type of offer <laughs> is going to be on the table. I was thinking like, you know, somebody say like, oh well, fifty thousand. You, my man, you went for straight for two and a half million. Yeah, I'm not so, going low. Why, so why go low? It was so specific. Well, hey, look who's back. Oh, man. What happened? You got that dollar? Hey, dollar. welcome back. Detwap. Detwap. Detwap, right? <laughs> you got it right. No, his, his name is literally <laughs> right there. The show's on the screen. I'm not going for fours, though. I got the fours part. I'm going to make sure I put respect on that name. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. What happened? I don't know. My laptop uh, died as if uh, I didn't give it enough charge. So... We're back. Well, Hopefully you know what? You, you know what? I guarantee. You know when you got like Welcome your back. mic Thanks. plugged in, you got the the webcam plugged in, and, and everything that drains your battery. Like it, like my stuff is plugged in right now. It drains it uh, immediately. But you you caught us at a good time, and I was just asking Sean because you know we we're talking about the whole quarantine and you know the barbershops opening up and all these phases. But say if and Sean, don't give him your answer because I his <laughs> answer was your answer was ridiculous. But say if it was not know, ridiculous. That was it was, that was, ridiculous. It was, it was ridiculous. It was a say if answer. like cases skyrocket, um, you know, things kind of get worse. And DeSantis and Trump say, hey, 
you know, stay at home order, quarantine is in effect for an entire year. How much money would you think is reasonable? Would you be okay with to agree to stay in the entire year? For the government to pay well, me? Not necessarily the government, but say it's just... Uh, you can't be adding stuff to it now. Well, Come on. Well, the I mean, where's the money coming from? That's my question. But yeah, exactly. Right, well, so. just, just hypothetically, like, it's a game show or something. Just money. Oh, just, just money. money. Restricted. For me but to you stay can't, home? You can't, go out, you can't go outside. You can't go grocery shopping. You got to Uber Eats. You got to, you know, the whole year. Fuck you. No way. No way? <laughs> no money? <laughs> no dollar amount? Oh my Listen, God. quality of life is something to be considered. Uh, One year, th- think about people in like solitary confinement. They do it for free. Yeah, no, they didn't. They did. They they did a crime. Oh. They gave into their emotion, their passion, <laughs> there you and go. they're paying with there their time go. in a cell. Listen, you guys are taking this <laughs> way left. First of all, Shaw's answer was two point five million dollars exactly. Well, <laughs> I don't know where you came up. All right, with that. that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like one of those Boom. questions. That's fair. How much money does it take that's for you to fair. suck a dick? You know, you're like two and a half million dollars. You know, it's like one of those things. Ah, uh, yeah, I well, don't... it's gonna be it's gonna be more than that. No, but see, here, okay, <laughs> but there's, you'll there's, do it. There's, no, here's, no, well, here's the reason listen. for the two and a half million. Let me let me give the reason for the two and a half. He's gonna justify two and a half million. I am gonna justify. I have to justify my answer. This is my justification. If I've got to stay inside for for that long, that means the only exercise I want to get is indoor exercise. So you got to pay my medical bills. That's gonna be at least one hundred two hundred grand. You're going too much detail. So, Talk about <laughs> you. You're paying your medical bills. Two point five yeah, million. Your medical bills. I'm gonna get some weight on my body. Not me to go outside. You know what? And then you got paid for my life. hundred thousand. That's another like eighty grand. A hundred grand. grand. <laughs> there we go. I, I mean, but I'm thinking about it. It's like, well, what's that movie where they stay inside? Uh, they stay inside for a full year, and they're they're inside this giant uh, thing. Of course, in my house, you know. But hundred G's, I would do it. Hundred G's. Yeah. That sounds fair. I think I could. Yeah. I think I could easily I get my bills. Paid. See, you you guys don't go for. Ah, see, see. I mean, it's already. That's you never get your forty acres on a mule. Listen, I would do a lot of things. I don't think I'm allowed to get that. I think my yeah. ancestors fucked that up for me. Is the meal included in the quarantine? Uh, my own chickens. Um, you know, uh, I was thinking about the other day. So one thing I did, I have noticed as far as this quarantine. Well, basically, when I'm driving, I take the same routes everywhere. And I see the same like panhandlers or homeless people. And no disrespect to them at all. I know times are hard. But I, sometimes I wonder, and I'm sure they know now, but I kind of wonder, you know, within the first couple weeks of the quarantine, if they like knew what was happening, you know, or, or like, were they just like, man, traffic is really light today. Like, do you think they, <laughs> they knew then what was going on? Like if they didn't have access to like TVs and information, you think homeless people like, you know, have their own little secret government and they discuss shit <laughs> about what's going on in a homeless community? I don't know if they have their own government, but word does travel <laughs> fast. I didn't, you know, I feel like a lot of things I hear from my friends, uh, you know, people I have conversation with, I imagine for them, there's probably like some homeless guys that aren't really homeless. You know, they got the internet, they got yeah. their phones and that kind of stuff. And they spread word to the other guys. a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember I got I got mad actually, and I surprised myself. This is the first time this ever happened. I was um, at a gas station, and you know, it was a guy. You know, he's outside haggling people for change and whatever. And this is when like we kind of all got first laid off. So I was I mean I wasn't really worried, but like he asked me on the way in the first time when I wanted to go pay for gas. I go in, I pay. I, I ignore him. I didn't say anything. 
I come out, I pump gas, and you know, I was getting my change because my, my tank filled before um, mm -hmm. it, it got to the to, the total. And I'm going back inside. He asked me again, and I just flipped. I said, "Listen, motherfucker, I ain't got no job either." And like, I, <laughs> I, I just snapped on him. I was just, you know, it's like oh it's annoying God. when you're working, but when you're not working, and somebody asking you for money, it's just like, yo, I, I should fight you right now. You know, like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah. I don't know. That was my bad deed for the day, but I'm definitely coming back from it. But, uh, Forrest, I'm glad I got you back. We thought we lost you here for a second. Happy to be here. And, yeah, so, obviously, for those that don't know, and Sean, I'm sure you don't know, Forrest, how is the life of a musician? No, actually, back up. Explain to people what you do and why you enjoy it, because I think that's where you froze at before we, uh, we lost you. Got it. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, I play music for a living. I travel to different mm -hmm. bars, restaurants. I play original music, so I'll sell tickets to shows. Um, I don't really travel too much. I found out the hard way that traveling as a musician doesn't really pay so well as hanging out with the nice bars that have a, a great deal of right. uh, customer base that brings all the money in and then they're mm -hmm. happy to share it. And I keep their patrons entertained. Their patrons keep coming back. Mm -hmm. and. Um, we have a good time. It's a nice reciprocal relationship that involves me getting money. Uh, and I, you know, if I only live a mile and a half from the club, then, you know, I don't have to spend so much on right. gas and sleeping in hotels, um, or hassling friends for their couch. You know, I get to sleep in my own bed, <laughs> which is wonderful. And I have experienced the other thing. I moved to Nashville for a little bit and travel. Okay. Uh, that's all I did basically was travel. And I traveled to Atlanta a lot, uh, Kentucky, right. uh, I would go to Louisville and Lexington and, and I'd come back here, and it was a grind. It sucked. But my life as a musician in Tampa, I love it. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I feel like on some level I crafted it uh, based on things that I really like to do. I like singing for people. I like when they know the song. I like when they sing along. I like uh, drinking with my friends. I like talking shit with my friends. I like being around good people. So that's that's what I do. How long, how long, you, how long have you been doing it for? What? Okay. I have been uh, make, paying my bills from music for 10 years now. <laughs> uh, for 10 years, oh, yeah. Damn. So, so like, um, go ahead, Sean. What genre do you do? I do my... Or, or do you stay Well, in? I can't do anything that isn't me, if that makes sense. So, like, uh, I'm a 40-year-old white dude. So, everything that comes out of me is going to sound like a 40-year-old white dude. You know, but, <laughs> but I do my best to, to cover whatever people kind of want to hear. I let the crowd kind of dictate... And um, I'll notice trends, so I'll do my best to kind of please the crowd. That's what I'm there for. I'm there to make them happy and add to their experience. Right. Um, I did play a restaurant that had no white people in it at one point. That was really entertaining. Um, and I, <laughs> I did my best. Y'all want to hear some Bob Marley? Right. right. Well, <laughs> it was just whatever, like Otis and. Uh, yeah, you got to find like the mutual songs, I, like maybe some Michael Jackson. Just, like, yeah. I guess I can play I this. I did my best to keep everybody happy. And what's great is that. Hey, well, you didn't quit. That's great. They were, they were, no, they were like, uh, we'd love to hear this and we'd love to hear that. And they would ask for things that I wouldn't expect them to ask for, but they're like, this is a 40 year old white dude. I should probably ask him for things he knows. You know, I feel like they were being nice, <laughs> you know? Um, hey, you got any queen? You got any queen or uh... right, yeah, yeah. Hey, oddly enough, I don't sing like that motherfucker. I don't, I don't have any, yeah. queen. I don't have any queen. Um, what, uh, what's, what's hot right now then? What's, what, what's the, what are requesting the most right honestly, now? Honestly, uh, I, I do my best to shoot straight down the middle for as many people to like. And classics are the thing. People are loving 90s music. Right. People are loving throwback. Uh, when I sing uh, TLC, you know, Ain't No Scrub, 
uh, you know, when I say no scrubs or I'll sing, uh, uh, I also do a loop pedal thing. Like, uh, you know, you've probably seen Ed Sheeran's probably the most popular person that does it. Um, what is that? Uh, the loop pedal where I'll make like beats. I'll, I have 808s. And then I'll do whatever over the top. And then I also play trumpet. Uh, so I'll like maybe put some lead licks every, every once in a while. Okay. Um, and I just try to have fun with it. So I do a version of gin and juice that I lay down the beats. Here we you go. Know, and then, you know, over the top. And then it'll loop and then bring it in, take it out. Um, Damn, son! Smoking and uh, sipping on gin and juice. Gin and laid back, laid you know, doing my best. So um, <laughs> that's what's up. I'll do t- I didn't know like it's just like all that. I thought you were just, you know, like I only see the finished product. Yeah. So I don't, as you explained all the work that goes into, it, I'm like, damn, like, I don't know if I could to could ever do that. Can you know, I'm not. Sure. Ah, man. So like, are you? You know, this has always been one of my questions. So. Were you just, like, as far as, like, singing, for instance, were you just born with, like, a talent to sing, or did you have a talent more for music and then learn to get, you know, better as a singer? Because I don't know, do people, can you improve as far as, like, a singer? Like, could you go from, like, a shit singer to a good singer? So, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. <laughs> and and, I, and I'll, I'll tell you... Um, I would need specific examples and proof, and I don't think any studies have been done too deeply on that. But I will say that I think there are people that are certainly inclined to pick up things faster, easier, uh, whether that has to do with intelligence quotient or that has to do with a talent or that has to do with um, uh, being exposed at an early age to things. Like I grew up uh, in, uh, my, my family was religious, and we went to a church called the Church of Christ. And all the music was done with just vocals, no instruments. So mm-hmm. everybody's singing three and four part harmonies together. It was a beautiful thing to listen to. Back ass words as far as it comes to like accepting people. Uh, you know, like, oh, you know, like I do, you know what hell's like? Yeah. It's hot. Dear Lord. You better agree with me. Dear Lord. Yeah, I've been a few Church Drop of Christ. Drop that beat for me, Lord. Yeah. Drop that exactly. beat. Exactly, so, uh, so that's where my ear developed as a singer um, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I, I don't live in a space where I'm, I think I'm the best singer or I'm the worst singer. I'm good enough to make money and that's what I do. So can you, you, you know how like sometimes people like, for instance, if I got music playing in my ears and I'm singing, whatever, it, it always sounds good to yourself when I'm singing, I'm like, hell yeah, sounds great. But the other people sounds terrible. Do you hear yourself as sounding good? You, you, you kind of get what I'm saying? Shrunk, I think we're opposite. I think, like, I I wonder if I sound like shit and how they like it. And then, you know, I don't I don't just assume because I take a shit it's made of gold. You know, like, I, I, right. I, I'm i singing. And uh, if people enjoy it, great. I'm probably a more harsh critic of myself because my ear is right. trained. So I hear when I sing something incorrectly or I know what I was trying to do and I failed. And all you hear is, what's up? I'm having a drink. Oh, it's kind of cool in the background, you know, so. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm so, I just, I'm so terrible and I think I'm so good. You know, I get smacked in the face a lot when I, you know, I hear, eventually you hear yourself and you're like, well, who the hell is that screaming in the background? And you realize it's just you singing. Um, so like, <laughs> like you said, you've been doing this for, you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Have you, you know, ever considered like, cause you, you, you're a solo artist, but have you ever considered like just grouping up? Maybe, 
you know, like band-wise? Yeah, I started off in bands. Uh, when I was 22, okay. I started a band. I've had a few different ones. And the, the reason was because I didn't think I was listenable or good enough on my own. Um, and okay. that was kind of my mindset was like, no one's just going to come listen to me. But if I put all these really badass musicians around me and I just stand <laughs> up there and like wiggle a little bit and kind of sing some notes I know how to hit, this might right. work. Um, and that was always my approach. And uh, the issue that I ran into with that is that when you have a group of people that you're working with, uh, now you have all their insecurities and all their problems and all their um Right. Humanity. You have four personalities yeah, and all their humanity and all their shortcomings. So I know that if I work with myself, I have my shortcomings. I'm aware of what they are and I can do my best to overcome them. When I take on four other groups of insecurities and stuff, that just gives mm -hmm. me a lot to manage, you know, and unless it's yeah, I mean, the right group, I guess, or maybe I'm just right. a cocksucker and I'm hard to deal with. I'm not really sure. That's We're fine. I mean, possible. eventually you got to. Eventually, you gotta like Justin Timberlake the ass and Beyonce the ass, and just see you later, Destiny's Child. See you later, and sing and kind of, kind of do your own thing. I mean, every artist, you know, uh, I think, I, 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 well, let me back up. I really love performing with other people, and I still play shows with a band, and it's friends that I hire, mm -hmm. and they're happy to work with me, and I pay them, and we have a blast, um, and I think that works best for my situation more than sharing the, the creative load with you know right. three or four other guys and then also their humanity along with that exactly because you know i feel like that puts you more in control of you know how you want it what you want to play and you know it, it you don't have to deal with like i said the nonsense of, of the group so you know obviously right now it sucks for everybody having to stay in i mean you don't have to stay in but you know just limited on what we can do uh with the social distancing um you know we're using you know, a, a video software to record this and audio and all that stuff. But, you know, I know the answer to this, but what are you doing to pretty much, I mean, I know you stream, but what are you really doing to, to still stay active and still continue on and, you know, entertain an audience um, while this is going on? Well, something that occurred early on, my friend Katie Talbert has a, um, a live stream that she started day one. Like when she heard this was happening, mm -hmm. she bought the nicest camera you could get for a live streaming. It's HD, it's amazing. It's like the, the creme de la creme. And most of the cam, the cam girls use it. Yeah, probably. She probably uh, got it from, <laughs> from that. Like that's what I would have done if I knew what the future was going to hold. You know, I'd have been like, oh, chatterbait.com. Uh, <laughs> hey, what are you using for this? Cause this looks great, you know. Um, <laughs> but I didn't do that. And so I have uh, like my computer and uh, mm -hmm. I've had to make it, make it work. Uh, I bought these blue ice microphones, which is the only thing I could find for, for this kind of thing to, to bring the audio right. quality up. But uh, she got all the good stuff and she's amazing. And she's been inviting artists to come onto her live stream and building that audience. And that, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. I kind of looked at it and I was like, okay, that's cool. But we're going to be back to work in a couple of weeks. And then exactly. a week into it, I was like, I'm fucked. Like, I... I yeah, because it, it's... It changed. Yeah, I mean, it didn't just change for a week or two weeks. It changed. And I don't know when it's going to go. I don't know if it'll ever go back to the way it was. Uh, we will have a different, I think, version of what we had uh, moving forward. Right. Uh, but I, I started that, live streaming. What do you, since you've been in that business, and obviously this is something we've never faced before, what do you think... It's going to be, what do you think you're going to go in back into when this opens back up some, well, I, some more? I 
in my hopeful mind, I say that in the next month, bars will reopen and people are going to want to party and hang out with each other. And I think that either A, herd immunity will kick in, or B, right. people that are fearful, people that are sick, or people that are high risk will stay home and continue to isolate. And the rest of us will go about our business um, responsibly, taking care of the economy and socializing mm -hmm. and begin to try to create some type of normalcy until a vaccine is created that will help those that are that are high risk um, and sick. That's what in my that's, that's have you Have you I thought about playing with some of the restaurants or have some of the restaurants asked to play that are open now? Yeah, restaurants do have um, live music. I have not been asked. My business approach for things has not been to go bang down people's doors and say, let me work for you for nothing. That hasn't been my business approach. Yeah. My business approach has been, uh, when I first started, was to kind of like get in the door at a low rate and show you without undercutting other artists just for me to get my I had booking agents book me and the last minute thing that's kind of what did it oh this guy canceled on the gig last minute you're sitting at home with your thumb in your ass do you want to come play sure yeah I'm in uh what does it pay does it pay okay I'm in <laughs> right you know, and then go kind of cut my teeth and really grind it out and then I got to a point where I have all I have all my days filled up so people will come up and say, hey, we'd really like for you to play at our place. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm booked. Um, if you'd like, uh, what night would you like? Oh, that one? Okay, well, that's night I make X amount of dollars. Um, you're going to have to do better than that to pull me away. And they would say, sounds great, or you're not worth it. And either way, <laughs> when they said sounds great, I'd say, okay, well, here I am. And new spot, more money. <laughs> and then over a decade, that eventually turns into working four nights a week giving the best service I can to people and making uh, a good living um, while I'm doing it. That, that's, that, that's great. You know, you know, I think with, like you said, what's going on, I think this whole like streaming thing, like, I think that's a great opportunity for a lot of musicians, a lot of people, you know, I mean, I'm not new to this. I understand, you know, I've, I've been on Twitch, you know, I've, you know, YouTube is, you know, grew up with it pretty much. But I think this, you know, streaming the live music like you're doing now, that that's gonna be that's gonna be what's what's next. You know, that it's gonna have to be um, um, included with you know a lot of entertainment. And I think you know as an art as you as an artist, man, I would be, I'd be streaming every day, recording or something like that. You know, if you ever get a restaurant that that says you know they're too booked. Give me a mixtape. Just put it on the TV right. and you're good. Right. But I think that's uh, definitely a, a great opportunity to pursue. And, you know, and you're pretty damn good at it. But at the end of the day, though, only that only downside is it's there's no replacement really for like an actual like live performance, like being there and watching and be able to see you versus like Twitch. Yeah, you can get paid and people can, you know, donate money and stuff like that. But it's it's sometimes it's not the same, you know, experience. And, and that's nobody's fault, but, but still, I think it's, it's something I would look into as well. We don't know that it's anybody's fault affirmatively yet. History will tell the tale. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, in regards yeah, to streaming, I don't think it's something that's going to, you know, it's going to be good and then throw it away in two weeks. I think right. we've done it enough that streaming is a viable option for how do you not only receive your entertainment, but how you share your entertainment. Uh, I think content has been the name of the game when it comes to social media. And um, mm -hmm. 
this whole not being around each other. I, I put it like this, socially anyway, when the faucet's wide open, I can make money. I'll be out at bars, playing music, selling out shows, making a party, having a blast. When the faucet's completely closed, I can sit at home and stream and people still want to connect. When the faucet's right. just kind of dripping, I don't know what to do with that, man. Because yeah, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Bars might yeah. not have enough money to to really. They're they've been without money for two months. Uh, restaurants also, they're wanting to get some money back. Whether there's a manager out there that sees having a live musician uh, will add to their bottom line significantly, I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I I'm sure there are, and I hope there are, and I look forward to meeting those people, um, and and coming back to planning and bars. But in the meantime, streaming mm -hmm. has paid my bills. And that, that's, I think that's more of a testament to the community of people around me than it is to my talent. Right. I think it's more about ah. their, their, their generosity. Uh, I think it's it, it, best case for me, it's you, equal. It's like just as much charity. You gotta give yourself more credit though. If, if they're willing to pay to help you out through this time and, and pay for something that's, you know, you love. I mean, you got to give yourself more credit there. I mean, I, I I have to disagree with you a little bit. I think it is your talent. I have to. I, well, think, I think it's think your talent is there. I think it's. I think, you know, if I sucked, then the community would would be like, hey, let me support you by having it, you install my right. kitchen. You know, whereas yeah. if if I'm good enough, they're like, no, I'll listen to you and I'll give you some money for that, and I love you, and I we have a lot of nostalgia around hanging out with you. So seeing your face reminds me of better days. Let's do this. Right. You know? And I think that's and it's, it's it's probably a hell of a feeling to get paid for what you're good at, right? You know, it's Nothing just like, like you, you know, they're going to ask you, like you said, to cut grass or anything like that. So, yeah. Forrest, well, 10 years from now, we'll say everything goes back to normal. Like, what is, you know, what's the goals? Do you just want to continue doing this? You want to, you know, blow up as big as possible? I mean, what is a musician is the ultimate, ultimate goal All right, for you? So, Sirak, I'm not an either or kind of guy. I'm an and in both. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to have my mm -hmm. cake and I want to eat that shit too. Okay, so <laughs> I, uh, about two years ago, decided to, that I was going to be wealthy at some point. Um, now, whether mm -hmm. that comes from a beat I create or a song I write, or that comes from building wealth the old-fashioned way by investing, making smart investments, recouping those right. investments, investing again, recouping those investments, you know, and learning, learning that kind of way. So I read about 10 books on wealthy people, how to make money, and uh, some of that included some real estate stuff. So I bought. But what is? What are some of those? Do you remember some of the titles of, the, of those sure, books? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them was "Rich Dad Poor Dad." Uh, it's a great book. Um, one of those was "How to Invest in Real Estate with Low and No Money Down." Another one was yeah. "The Millionaire Mindset." Uh, another one was "The Millionaire Next Door." Another one okay. was uh, "Millionaire Down the Street." Thinking, thinking, grow rich. <laughs> Uh, which was a wonderful one just that, as a life that'd be a next one. Thinking Grow Rich is fantastic. Um, that's by, uh, um, what's his name? Kawas what's his last name? Uh, uh, Kawasaki. Ka Robert, Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah, that's the right? Rich Dad yeah. Poor Dad one. He has a couple of those, right? Aren't, aren't the other Cash two his as well? And he has others. And people say that the Rich Dad Poor Dad one is outdated. And from a mechanical standpoint, it probably is. But from a practice mindset standpoint, I think there's a lot mm -hmm. of golden nuggets to, to gain from that. Right. It's brand new. And it's it's a shame because I've actually read that book as well. And 
you know, a lot of the, the, the tools they teach you, it's it's basic, but you, you'd you be surprised how many people just, you know, don't really understand some of the simple concepts in there, you know, what they value, what they think is valuable versus, you know, not having, like you said, any assets and, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, that's, a, that's a, another story we can go into. So in, related um, to my goal, my goal is to have mm-hmm. 10 homes that garnish me at least mm-hmm. $5,000 a month and are continuing to grow in equity within the next 10 years. And so I bought my first one, I remodeled it, and I'm living in it, renting out two of the rooms to my friends. And um, I plan to do another one uh, when it's time. That's what's up. You could, you could, I can imagine you like streaming and then like the top ticker says nine homes to go. Like you have like your goal up there. (laughs) It sounds stupid. Literally, it sounds crazy, but that shit works. During this time, during this time, everything's got kind of goes right now. So, right. They're like, wow, I I support that. Let me go ahead and donate some money. Um, for I got one more question. Sean, I don't know if you you had anything. Yeah, go ahead. I got one for you. What made you want to do music? Like, where did I come from? I tried all kinds of things and not a goddamn thing that I like. You know, it was like, uh, I mean, I, I grew up singing. I grew up playing. I'm most alive when I'm engaging in music, whether it's expressing it or writing it or being on stage. Um, it's just the air I breathe as a human being. And um, when I, I didn't realize I could make a living out of it, let me say that. In my 20s, yeah. I did construction. I, I remodeled kitchens. Um, I worked for a loan officer for a period of time. I, you know, helping people get mortgages. I worked at a bookstore at one point. Uh, I was a cocktail server at another point. All kinds of stuff. Uh, Just, you know, doing it. Um, And when I, it was only after I was divorced, gave the house and the picket fence and the dog away. And I had nothing but my F-150 and my guitar. That's what happened when I was 30. And I, she didn't take it from me. I gave it to her. She was amazing. And I was happy to, yeah. to move on with my, my life. And I had nothing. And I had opportunities to play or the, while I was on, un, on unemployment. Uh, I had an opportunity to, to play a gig. And I did it. And it went from one gig in a month to two gigs in a month to one gig a week to two gigs a week to making money. Damn, so you... you- that's, so it kind of fell into it, really. Right. right. You kind of loved it and then fell into it at the same time. You know, I time. think when you when you strip your life down to nothing, I have no things. I have no house. I have no responsibilities. I have no relationships except for a couple friendships in my family. You know, when you go through a divorce, yeah. sometimes people choose sides. And right. you got to let those people go. And that's okay. And, you you know, they were there in that period. And in the future period, they, they're not there. So... I thought you were going to be like, so I haven't talked to my parents right. since. Yeah. No, they, they forgave me and I forgave them. And that's that's how a relationship should work. Um, that's when, good. When it comes down to it, though, when you my 30-year-old brain and everything I'd learned in my 20s, I had an opportunity to build from there because I had nothing. Mm-hmm. So I used my 30-year-old brain to set up this new life. And it was one with less expenses, less stuff, more fun, and doing what I loved for a living. And that's how mm-hmm. the music thing uh, got rolling. Kind of yeah. took off. Nice, nice. Um, so, you know, m- my last question is, and I know, obviously, you know, you're still a growing musician and the journey pretty much is is forever going. But, you know, what, I, I guess you say advice would you give to, you know, someone just starting out, like a, a young kid who's starting getting music, who wants to actually, you know, do what you do? You know, what, if there's anything they can remember as far as advice, what would you tell them? Uh, well, let me just say that I think, 
anybody who does what I do now certainly wants to be doing the other thing, which is having music on the radio and playing sold out shows mm -hmm. to thousands of people and having them sing every word uh, to your songs. Now, I'm not saying that'll never happen, but I'm definitely not going to go into debt over that now. That's not something I'm right. going to do in my 40s, uh, you know. So um, what I say to them is practice your craft, you know, and and get in front of people. And don't forget that, well, for, first of all, your why is important. Like, why are you doing it? For me, right. I love when people connect. Music is one of those things where you can have a room full of people that look different, think different, believe different, and they're all singing the same words, the same song. Not many things in the world do that. Not many things in the world bring people together in such a beautiful way. And for some reason, that's been a theme of my life. I think because I grew up in church and there was so much division, people that believe the same things, but one slight thing, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. You know, and it was like, there's a flaw in this as a kid. You know, I was like, this isn't correct. This isn't right. And music is something where people do care about and it connects people more than divides mm -hmm. them. And I think that's beautiful. And that's, I think, not only that, but my desire to play it, my ability to play it kind of all work together to create this thing called my life that I set up. And so what I, what I say <laughs> for them is take responsibility for your life. Don't let people tell you you can't do it, but also keep your, keep your ears open and be honest with yourself about what level you're at. You know, if you're at level three in your skill, don't be asking for money as a 10 or don't pretend like you're a 10 because people are going to, that, right. that disconnect people are going to walk away from you but if you're like hey don't fake I'm it a three i know i'm a three i want to get better can you help me like that's a beautiful way to be keep your eyes open keep your ears open always be learning and uh don't forget to do it out of love you know don't do it out of ego do it out of love and i think you'll get a lot farther and be happier i like it you hear that ladies and gentlemen rule number one if you're a three stay at three find the why and if you like it, keep doing <laughs> Don't it. Don't stay That's a great three. Advice. Just yeah, listen, be aware you're a listen, three. If you're a three, <laughs> you're <aware>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Imagine being like on Tinder, like, listen, listen, girl, I'm gonna be honest with you. You were three, but right now you're acting like yeah. a five, and we all know you were two. You're I need you to take real a life. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah two, well, damn, boys. You know that's some that's that's some good shit right there. You know, definitely some great advice. And I know, you know, I'm I'm gonna be 31, and what, what's today? May 13th, and. June 7th, less uh, than a month, right, and, man, you know, and uh, uh, my buddy here, Sean, he about 200 years old, something <laughs> like that. For what, what, yeah, what yeah, city yeah, are you yeah. in right now? What year are you, you born? 19, 18 what? I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I, man, th that's some great stuff. And I, honestly, I can't wait till we get back, you know. Um, I want to get you back at Salute. You know, I want to get you back at Salute because definitely you guys playing music kind of keeps me going, you know, because, trust me, that shit gets boring after a while. Um, but speaking of old heads, uh, not, I'm not talking about you, Sean. Um, you guys see Mike Tyson back in the ring or trying to get back in the ring? That uh, shit is insane. Yeah. And I was, I saw a brief blip of, of his little, of his brief of blip swinging at the guy. Yeah. Just a brief yeah, blip. Was, just a brief. Was, and that was little brief said a lot. <laughs> uh -huh. I was talking to someone and I was asking him, all right, so like, say if Mike Tyson, if you had to take a punch for Mike Tyson, right? Where are you taking it? Anywhere in the body? Where you, you had to. You had to either he's gonna punch he's he gonna punch you either way, but he's just giving you an option to choose where to get punched. Where are you taking it, Sean? Shoulder. In the shoulder. Yes. Damn, I in the shoulder. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. I'm I mean, he, the shoulder. he coming with a he coming with a look at the size for, of my shoulder. Listen, I'm taking it in the shoulder. I don't listen. No part of this. He can he can he, he right here. He can kill. All right. 
right here. He I might hurt out, for like a he month. He found out right. that you harassed one of his children, and he's giving you an option to take the hit. You gonna take it in the shoulder? In the shoulder. Okay. All right. That's 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 all day. That's smart. I guess that's smart. What about, what about you, Force? When are you taking this punch? You taking it like a man or not? If you're letting Mike <laughs> if you're letting Mike Tyson hit you, you're either a moron you know, or a man. You can go either way. No, you don't you don't Easy. got a choice. Easy. You don't got a choice. He said, Look, I'm gonna punch you because I heard what you did and but I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and let you choose where I hit you. I'm hitting you as hard as yeah. I can. Uh well, if he hits you in the head, you could die. If he hits you in the yeah. if he hits yeah. you in the ribs, you could die. If he hits you in the uh, the chest, you're dead. Uh, if he hits you in the hip, you're not gonna walk on that leg again. Um, I don't. I mean, what thing do I want to lose? How about how about just hands and it's like pads. Like I'm like a strainer. Oh, I didn't even think like, of that one. You know, you can hit me in a hand like uh, this trainer. Yeah, I didn't even think pull, of that. One. Pull, pull, that's good. I feel like a normal boxer, like like a normal per like normally you think like yeah the hands are not gonna hurt, but then in my my mind I imagine like your bones inside your hand just crumbling to no, dust, no, you, and then your hand just because you you can you can flop you it back it. like that. You receive it. See. <laughs> All right, so okay, let me flip it. So if it's the hands, you got to put it on the table. Though. It's not like a. It's not like a, 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 a air shot. Your hand is on the table. Ah, uh, okay. Look at you adding to. You see? I know. I'm sorry. See this? I, I, adding. I so many restrictions on my. I was gonna say, <laughs> like, kind of like the the bottom of the the heel, that little crusty part on the You're heel. Walking. I let him. I, I would let. Listen, I would let Mike Tyson mm -hmm. punch me in the crusty part of my my left heel. All right. How about my I elbow? A, I would let him punch right directly on my elbow, right at the end of me. <laughs> No. Yeah, right there. Your arm. No. It just implodes. It just implodes the other. That's what I'm saying. You ever hit somebody's elbow? Oh, no. <laughs> you, ever, you ever hit your own? Like, just hit your own elbow? Oh, my God. Oh, that would tear you up. God. Oh, man. Elbows nah, and knees. Nah, nah. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys, it's a sad day when we're talking about Mike Tyson. It's like we went back into the future. There's no sports where we talk about Mike Tyson being punched in the face hey, or getting punched in outside the of, outside of Outside of the last dance, Mike Tyson's the number one thing going. Ooh. I mean. Have you seen, Force, you seen the last dance? So. You've been watching that? Tell me. What? Uh, the Last Dance is uh, Michael Jordan's story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, 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 is. I don't have TV. Like, I don't have, like, cable. I have Netflix and HBO and Hulu and all that. But I don't have ESPN, uh -huh. uh, you know, on an app or anything like on that. Oh, the, okay. I heard it was coming to Netflix, though, uh, okay. so I plan to watch it then, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah it, it, uh, it's it's pretty good, man. It's 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 shocking. Well, not really. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely eye-opening. They were saying, you know, how much he was like he wasn't really a jerk but it, it's funny when you see like he had a drive I mean, you understood drive his greatness win was unbelievable i mean yeah it, yeah like you said you, he you start to understand why his greatness yeah you hear about michael jordan you know well like i said i'm not trying to throw the age out there but okay so for my it's like i didn't really i grew up with mike but not to the point where i was you know i really you, you retained anything i was really watching you know I can't really even remember it back until I think like '96. I kind of remember that, but you know, I respect the greatness. I've watched old videos and, and so on and so forth. But you know, watching this documentary and you see like, you know, somebody back in the you know late '80s, early '90s, and the, the work he put in and, and what it takes. Great, hell of a player, best ever, but terrible teammate. Oh my god, he was he was a dick to those guys. Yeah. It was. It was. Now, none it was, of them are his friends. Good. None of them are his friends right now. They they respect him. They respect what he uh, he did for them. 
but like apparently no one likes him. <laughs> he's the well, best. He's a billionaire. Yeah. Well, he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. I'm sure, he could buy he's some bread. The best, <laughs> best uh, basketball player ever. I, I don't know. I, I, it sometimes that costs something. Maybe it costs friendship. Maybe that's. Maybe it costs everything to have that. You get all the money. You get the yeah. fame. But you have not a lot of people that like you could, very much. Could you do that? See, I think it's it's a little bit different than for him though, because it wasn't just the money and the fame. It was he decided to be the number yeah. one. Period. Yeah. At and, all and costs. that took like. Yeah, because Kobe and them, they had friends. Kobe was the closest to them. They had friends. As as people that. like Kobe, yeah. But I'm saying, they, yeah, people like Kobe. I mean, you know, people found him personal. No one liked Jordan. Even to this day, no one likes him. And, and you just, thought, didn't he? Do you think that's just, go ahead. Didn't, didn't he have friends, it. but like other guys? I heard like he would hang out, run around Tampa with um, like a huge baseball player and like Tiger Woods. Like they would just roll around South Tampa uh, causing ruckus, my understanding, or at some point they've spent Michael time. Jordan, yes. Jordan, I, I, I don't, Tiger Woods. Uh, that might be a story that hasn't what's, reached the the newsways. I don't know about uh, that. What's the uh, baseball player that lives in Tampa? That's New York Yankees. Jeter? Yeah, Jeter. So like, Jeter, yeah, yeah. Jordan. I can see that. Tiger I can Woods. See that. Like, who else can you relate to? I mean, you yeah, know, it's like true. everybody yeah. else those, is either competition three, yeah. or they just weren't good enough, you know, what they did. You think they just see each other and be like, hey, what's up, greatness? What's up, greatness? Doing great things. Yep, yeah, winning, winning, winning. <laughs> you know, like that's like their thing. But <laughs> that's the thing. Like you yeah, said, that's, the, number one that's the, the cost, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think the, the higher, the higher you one. rise, <laughs> the higher you rise in whatever profession you're doing, I think you, you, I'm not saying you have to be an asshole, but I feel like the better you get, the more people hate you. Let me you. ask you something. That's what it just seems Do like. Do you think yeah. because people don't, if if people don't like you, you have to be an asshole? Is that like, or is it possible that No, people, I think they're just jealous. Yeah, or is it possible that people have other reasons for not liking you and that have to do with themselves on occasion? Now, if it's overwhelming, oh, of it's course. not you, but. Of course. I think Emmy's got a lot to do with that now. I mean, because let's take it for myself, for example. There's things that I wanted. The greatest. Didn't have. You know, well, I mean, I'm gonna. We are. Let, gonna me, let me use myself for example. <laughs> we are gonna be the number one show podcast in in the in the world, so it's gonna happen. So what? But nobody hates us because <laughs> yeah. no one gives a shit yet. That's the point. That's yeah. Why? I mean, exactly. I'm not hated either. I don't fucking matter. <laughs> exactly. Please hate me until we until we are starting to really get a bank and be like, oh wait, we know them. Them people are gonna start hating us a lot. Hey, look, gonna be look, listen, you see like a you see like a a, a fuck you comment, you're like, yes, about time. <laughs> I said so. Yeah. That's right. I'll take the fuck you. <laughs> Thanks for the money. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, Sean, we actually um I, I want to get into what the for Florida real quick. Yeah. Just because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um my uh recording thing here gives me like 10 minutes. Yeah, you might have a little time. I, I pay, I pay, listen, I pay for this. I literally pay monthly for this stupid thing. And they're gonna give me a time limit. Shout out How to Squadcast! Thanks for the support, yeah. guys. Shout out to Squadcast for yes. limiting me Squad and Cast. taking my money. Yes, as a hell, you, you. I could do something else with that seven ninety nine. Tell I mean, you, <laughs> you, you can't sponsor us, and therefore we will give you a better show. Just say right. Squadcast. Just say right. Watch Ooh. the video. Just turn off. <laughs> um, Forrest, we play a little game at the end of our show called "What the Florida," but I'm gonna let Sean explain it because dude, he does a hell of a job better than I do. All right, here we go. Welcome to yeah, what? Explain the rules. Expl explain the rules. Yeah, yeah. I, I got this. I got this. Happen. 
Set it down. See, that's what. See, when you born in eighteen hundred, you know things don't come in <laughs> as quick as they used to. Again. Anyway, anyway, welcome to What the Florida, the, the show where you going to decide <laughs> where did it happen at. All you got to decide is the region. Now we have the north region of Florida. We have Jacksonville. This all happened in Florida, by the way. So it's three stories, crazy stories, and you just got to choose. I got that. This. I got this. You have Middle Florida, which is Ocala, Gainesville, to Tampa, now thanks to these guys. And then, of course, you have everything below Tampa is South Florida. Pretty simple. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you three questions. These I'm going to read you three stories. Out of these three stories, just tell me where they happen. Got it. It's pretty you simple. It. All right. Here we go. He used to think South, uh, Tampa was in what? South Florida? Oh, my God. That's what he was telling people. University of South Florida. That's all I got to say. Just because anyway. you call it that doesn't mean that's – South Tampa doesn't mean it's in Antarctica. You know, you know what I mean? That's all right, direction. all right. Welcome to What Florida. Direct. Let's play What Florida. <laughs> Thieving Florida man gets arms stuck in church donation box. Getting caught with your hand in the church plate is mortifying. Getting caught with your arms stuck so deeply in the church drop box that you require medical treatment to stem the bleeding is truly embarrassing. Such is the plight of a beach man. I'm not going to say what beach. According to the Beach Police Department, Charles Hinckley, who lived and worked at Trinity, Trinity Episcopal Church, allegedly got his arm stuck in the church's drop box when he tried to steal his money to feed a drug habit. Story one. Uh, Story two. <laughs> yeah. Got wait. Florida man goes to steak and shake, urinates on floor, goes to sleep. Deputies arrest the man. They say urinated in front of dozens of customers in the middle of a, of a steak and shake on Saturday night. According to broadcast reports, around 11.40 p.m., James Stedman, 45, was sitting in a booth at a steak and shake. Deputies say he then decided to stand up, unzip his pants, exposing his genitals, and urinate on the floor. When he finished, he went back to sleep in the booth. <laughs> I love the way you read it. <laughs> like a judge. Like you read a like you're a judge. Just oh, genitals, huh? I'm trying not to laugh. Because I mean I'm trying right not before to laugh. sentencing. Most of the time I <laughs> he unzipped his pants, so you pulled out it. his genitals, and urinated all over the floor. <laughs> Ah, see, now see when I hear it, I laugh because I, if I know what I'm saying. Guilty. <laughs> Listen, Joe, you're not supposed to show any type of emotion. Just give us the verdict. <laughs> all right, what's uh, what's all, story? Right, all right, all right. Story three. Story three. Florida man still steals his car back from towing company, smashes through gate. A Florida man was arrested after driving his vehicle through a gate at City Cab Towing, according to the police department. They stole my car, so I stole it back. The Florida man told deputies. The Florida man, James Vanella of the estates, was charged with burglary, felony criminal mischief, and then and taken to county jail with a bond set at $8,500. I bet. I guess. Yeah. All right. So, so I'm going to go first. Bit. I'm going to go first. Let's see here. So first story was uh, the dude who got his arm stuck. Florida man gets his arm stuck in a nation box. All right. So that's not like some shit. Oh, man. Who, who would do that? That sounds like some like North Florida type of stuff, you know? They 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 do petty stuff, you know, little little stealing and stuff like nothing nothing major, nothing major. Okay, so I'm gonna go north. Second story, one at a time, one at a time. time. All right, go ahead. What, what's your, what's your first story oh, uh, yeah. So, um, well, she's like, I know that guy. <laughs> I I think the first one was also uh, North Florida. 
North Florida. All right, you're both around having a Vero Beach. Oh, man, that's middle. Where's that? I'm here middle, right? I don't know where right across from us. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Mathematics. All right, number two. Pulling your pulling your leaner out. Steak and shake. Damn, now I have to oh, man, that sounds like, like some... fix all my whole brain. Now. Yeah. That, right. that sounds like some stuff Just that happened down the street. That's 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 definitely here. That's definitely in middle Florida. What what you think steak and shake? Which one was the city the cab? Guy pull his pants city down. cab? Was that the third one? City that was cab. The last that was one. the third one. That was, that was the third last one. one. Yep. Uh yeah, I think uh North Florida then on this one. So North Florida on the second one, and you say here on the second one. All right. All right, you got one, Ciroc. You got one. It Perfect. happened right here in Tampa. <laughs> I knew it. Right here in Tampa. He probably was there. He probably had it there that night. Like, yeah, it was probably, yeah. I know it. I know it. <laughs> I thought we were getting stories from the three different areas. My apologies. I no, thought no. once we did yeah, it's one, okay. they had two options. Listen, it's okay for you to make this thing. All right, last story. Right. We got about 50 seconds. Last story. I'm going to say any, I'm, that's definitely in Miami. It has to be somewhere in Miami. Go ahead, Forrest. Well, we, okay. I mean, I, I was going to say middle Florida for this for the third one, so I'm just going to say it. Okay. All right. You're right. You got one, Forrest. You're wrong. Happened to Vero Beach again. All right. Um, that has been Jesus what the Christ. Florida. What if you go like on the Vero Beach uh, <laughs> news website? We want to thank Hi. Forrest Detmiler for, for our Det come Myler. on our show. Detmiler. Detmiler. Go ahead and give out, uh, my mouth throw your, ha- your hashtags, your Instagram yeah, real quick about. Tell them how the people are, how I'm to get I'm to fuck you guys up. My, my Instagram is Forrest Hoffer. It's my middle name. F-O-R-R-E-S-T-H-O-F-F-A-R. Like Forrest like Gump, Hoffa like Jimmy, but with an R at the end. And I love it. And I'm Sorok the Mike. That's Sean the King. We out.